In the beginning, there was the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. And I am Chris. How dare you talk over this? Everybody's heard this. Everybody's heard this. Mautons later. Destroy, beaten down. Only the corpse of the rebels. Ashes and dreams. Bloodstained streets. Let it be written. I got my own Alistair Fiend right here in studio. Come now, children of the beast. Be strong, Chris, and shout at the devil. Yeah, that's how you do it, baby. I'm fucking scared, dude. Yeah, (laughs) you should be. Did you see that album cover? Oh, man. Pentagram? I love it, dude. In the beginning (laughs) right there, track one, the spoken word opening of one of the greatest metal albums of all time, Shout at the Devil by... Shout at the Devil. Motley Crue. Not Motley Crue, Motley Crue. And in case you didn't hear at the beginning, this is the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. I'm Chris. I'm Greg. And this is Motley Crue's Shout at the Devil. Oh, wait. Shout at the Devil. <laughs> I don't know. I that was horrible, but you get the gist. God, that was Can't terrible. Give up, man, dude. <laughs> I'm really going to have to get my editing skills going today. <laughs> um, man, great album. Great metal album. Motley Crue's Shout at the Devil. Let's take care of business first. All right. At BigTalkCG.podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Big Talk CG on Twitter, Big Talk CG at gmail.com, Facebook, and YouTube. Search the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. And you know what that Greg has? Three G's, one in the front, two in the back. Get it. Yeah. Hey, Chris, did you know the, the original uh, album name was Shout With The Devil? I did know that. And then Nikki said, ah, let's shout at the devil. And then, you know, the Christian groups, all the people that didn't like... The, say the word devil, they go, yeah, I'm shouting at the devil. I'm not yeah. shouting with the devil. Yeah. So how is that saying we're worshiping him if I'm shouting at him? Yeah, it's... And they're like, hey, man, it's, the it's, devil, it, man. And it's kind of funny because, like we said before, we have our episodes we did about uh, music censorship. Uh-huh. And, and I'll go back and find, I'll find what episode number that is. I don't know what off the top of my head. It was a two-parter. But, man, this song right here, to me, is about basically fighting against the man yeah the devil is your enemy whoever you think that is a politician a parent club management your ex-manager as it is seems in in another one of these songs we're going to hear on this album but man it's just shout at the devil that nemesis that you might have you know whoever it is exactly thank you chris that was a perfect way to describe that man i love it dude listen that chanting dude that satanic shout I love it, dude. I mean, at least that's what the the PMRC and everybody hey, else thought hey, it was. They were do, shouting. Do yeah. you hear that, Chris? What? Vince Neil singing again, I man. Know. This guy is singing. He's dude. two. He's got. <laughs> that's two albums in a row. Yeah, two man. albums in a row, man. He's singing. He's doing good. Oh wow, dude. <laughs> uh, he's not on stage, so. <laughs> Behind a mic. Love it, dude. And 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 so, uh, shout of the devil, the second album from, the Almighty. Motley Crue uh, released September 23rd, 1983 on Elektra Records, recorded Cherokee Studios in Hollywood from April to July 1983. Peak position number 17. 
You know, they're getting it going right now. And a four times platinum, four million people. Went there we shot go. At the devil, dude. So now we're I like now we're that. hitting some numbers, baby. Can uh, I go ahead? Yeah, you can, can say whatever can I tell you want. You what? Okay. You know, I kind of remember this day it was released. Chris, I was in high school. I was a freshman in high school. Uh, it was like my third or fourth week into freshman year. Um, there were these guys that I just met and started hanging around with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they like rock. They like, you know, the Motley Crue's, the Rats, the Van Halen's and shit. And they're like, hey, man, the new Motley Crue's album is going to release that mu- at Music Plus. We're going to go after school on the bus and go pick it up. And I remember going with them because the bus, the Music Plus near, I guess, my school was in the direction where I had, had to go because I was, you know, would go to my grandmother's house after. And I remember going with these guys and they picked up, you know, Shout Out the Devil. Can I see the album cover? Yeah, well, and, and are you are you holding off? No, uh, I got it here, but I have a censored version. It's okay. All right, here you go. It's okay. So, I remember like looking at it, and if you look at it, well, there used to be a pentagram on there, and there, and then when you open it up, it's like this gatefold of Motley Crue. Like, oh my God, look at these heroes, these rebels that are doing it, man. It was awesome. This is like one of those things we've talked about where we open the album and you're like, holy shit, this yeah. is the best. Oh my God. You got the back, these guys on the back of the cover from the, you know, out for the video. Shit, man, this is just bitching. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely, Love it. dude. Uh, but that was, I, I remember that day of my life because I didn't purchase it that day. I had to wait till my allowance came in and then I purchased it on cassette for me. Um, I had a dub copy. Of course. <laughs> tape trading, dude. I had a dub copy, dude. One person would buy the tape and you'd dub it. And uh, um, I'll tell you a funny story about this album. But first, I got a little something I want to talk about. All right, do it. Uh, this is track three, Looks That Kill. And, you know, we got a little thing we want to do here for the Big Talk Nation. Let me grab it down here. I got this right here, guys. See this? Let's see if I can get a good angle on it. Uh, Looks that kill on 45. The B side is piece of your action. We got two of these. Greg's holding one. Hold on. Let me get Greg in here. There's Greg. We got two of these guys. We got two of these. And here's what we need you guys to do. Big Talk Nation. Go to our YouTube channel. All right. Go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe. Give us a thumbs up on the Shout at the Devil episode. And comment. Looks to kill in the comment section, and we will randomly pick two people. They will each get one of these copies of Looks to Kill on 45. So, Woo, the there first we go giveaway with that. from first Big giveaway, Talk dude. Podcast with Chris and Greg. And it's 245s of not Motley Who, Motley Crew. Hell yeah, I love it, dude. There we go. Are we there giving we the shirts off our back, too? Oh, pff, no. Nah, dude. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. I love it, dude. There we go. Giving the nation what they want, and what they want is more big talk with Chris and Greg. Ow! All right, dude. Let's talk about That's some of the uh, the releases on this uh, album. Uh, Shout of the Devil actually was released, but it was just released as like an airplay. They didn't really release it in a format on a singles format. It was just kind of released to radio. The first real release they had was Looks to Kill, which we're listening to right now. Of course, they had a huge music video for this. Uh, it hit number 54. It was released uh, in uh, January 4th, 84 in the UK, and then later on in January for US, Austria, uh, Austria and Canada. Man, I love it, dude. Hell yeah. And this vi- the video on this thing was super killer, and um, 
they shot that over uh, an 18 hour day uh, in AM Records soundstage in Los Angeles. And the girl who was the main uh, lady in that video, her name was Wendy Berry. Wendy Berry. Yeah. She said that these guys were the nicest guys, the exact opposite of what everybody had said they were like. And man, she thought it was great. She thought it was well executed. The production was great. Everyone was professional. Um, later on, she was in a video, another video with Nikki and Tommy, but it wasn't a Motley Crue video. It was a rap video, and it was back for more. Oh, uh, that's killer. So, little bit of trivia there for the nation. Was she dating Stephen Parisi? She, I don't know. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I know it wasn't Crosby, because Crosby had his own lady. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this song is called Bastard, and it's just... Uh, kick-ass, straight-ahead, rock-and-roll-fueled-injected song. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this was one of the songs that the PMRC had on their, I think they had on their Filthy 15. They did. The word bastard. You know, just because you say the word bastard, it's like, okay, did you ever really look at what the word bastard means? Or just kind of using it in a different way? Blah, no, blah, they blah, never blah. do. No. Um, this song actually was written about their ex-manager. Yeah, that uh, was the uh, uh, you know the, the the muse of this song. He was a bastard. He tried to screw him over and did a little bit. You know they got rid of him and they went with uh, uh, Thaler and Zutant. Uh, kind of led the charge for them the rest of the way out. But man, uh, yes, this was on the PMRC's Tipper Gore's PMRC Filthy 15 for violence. Okay, dude, whatever. I guess. <laughs> oh. Um, did you know just before, let me see if I can find this. Da, 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 da. Just before they went to record this album, they got kicked off of the Kisses, Creatures of the Nights oh, tour. Oh, yeah, I heard about that one. They played five shows together. Yes. And Gene Simmons demanded they be taken off of the off of the uh, uh, card, citing their bad behavior. Yeah, their crazy antics. Yeah, we, we all know about how crazy they were. I mean, come on. Young guys, so they're right, late 20s now? Would say, we'll, we'll put him mid to late 20s. I see, Tommy was 61, so he's 22 at okay. this time. So 22 to 32 with Mick. So in between there, probably yeah, a mid-20s. Okay. Yeah. Money. I'll do the math for you, Greg. We know how you are with math. <laughs> no math lessons today. No math lessons today. Money, <laughs> drugs, girls. These guys were crazy, man. And girls and girls. Yeah, and there's more girls and there's more money probably. Yeah. And, you know. And they started doing probably drugs. Oh, yeah. Probably started heavy drugs or, you know, doing that kind of stuff. Um, this is a nice little interlude. God bless the children of the beast. I think this was great for Mick. Mm -hmm. Not that it, this isn't, there's no eruption. No. But it still sets up a tone on the album. See, and I agree, I agree with you. I think it does something amazing. It, there's nothing crazy to this. There's nothing over the top. You're listening to this, you're like, oh, wow, this is a beautiful song. And then to keep in line with the shout of the devil, you have the whole group singing together, God bless the children of the beast. Now people are pulling their hair out. Oh, my God, beautiful song. And they said, God bless the children of the beast. It's even more satanic than we thought. And it's just <laughs> them pushing that envelope and just like putting salt in the wound of the PMRC and just saying, right? throw that sticker on there, motherfucker. Right. Slap it on. Two million auto. Right there. It's like autopilot, dude. Two yeah. mil. Got it. 
Love it, dude. Yeah, this love I love it. this little song, this little interlude here. Um, Tom Warman was a producer. Of course, we've talked about yes. him many times. Producer extraordinaire. Uh, first, I've said it before, uh, probably on 20 episodes, ACDC Back in Black, Motley Crue, Shout the Devils, the first two rock albums that I sat down and heard. And so this one has stuck with me. It has a special place in my heart. I love it, dude. Uh, next up is a cover of the Beatles' Helter Skelter, which has Charles Manson connotations to it. Did you know that this album sold 200,000 um, copies in its first two weeks? Yes. Good. I'm glad you knew that. You've been studying. Yes. No, I bought one of those <laughs> albums in that first week. I loved it. Let's, let's show that inside again, dude. I love it, dude. Hold on. Let's show it. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the mic out the way. Does look like Helter Skelter, man. Look at this, dude. Damn. You guys kidding me with this shit? Here's the inner sleeve. Oh, here we go. Here's the pentagram. Yeah, okay, yeah. Pentagram. Nice. You got the pentagram. And on the back, dude, the lyrics. Lyrics. Lyric sheet. I can't read those anymore without my glasses. Right? I love it, dude. All the things and stuff. They're on your head. Face. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. So they had it. They had it everywhere on this album. They, and of course, like the cover of that 45. Hold that up again, Greg. That was basically what the alternative cover yes. looked like for the um, album. I didn't even know there was one like mine that had no pentagram. So I guess there's a pentagram version, a no pentagram version, and then the four pictures version. Correct for the LP. Correct. Hey, uh, can I tell you about this? Yeah. Why don't you tell me? I didn't, let's see, I didn't know this was the cover until I read the lyrics, until I found out a little bit more about what Helter Skelter meant. Like, I knew it was a movie about Charles Manson, but I didn't know anything about it because, I don't know, as a teenager, didn't really, gore and murder wasn't really my cup of tea at the time. Mm -hmm. But as I got older and started to investigate a little bit more, like, and I finally, then I went back and I heard the Beatles version. And then I heard this Motley version. And I go, man, you could tell the difference. Like even U2 did a cover of it, which, you know, they U2-ified it. And it was cool for them. But I still think Motley did a great put, you, put your, you know, fist in your face type of They of, crewed like, it up, dude. And it, and it goes song. along with all the connotations of what Helter Skelter can mean. Yeah. They... Helter Skelter, the fuck out of Helter Skelter, dude. They <laughs> did a great job on this cover, dude. Great job. I love it. Uh, I got some more stories, if you want to hear some. Of course. So during the recording of this album, Nikki Six got into a serious car accident, drunk. Okay, I heard that. Wrecked a car. Um, ended up, one of the things that he got for his pain medication was Percocet. And that kind of helped start him down that dark road of that he does not shy away from you know heroin diaries that book but that's really kind of the thing that started him down that road of addiction i mean everybody says an addict was always an addict you know he was obviously drinking but those prescription pills definitely took him down a wrong road um a lot of the stuff that's in this album like the imagery the pentagram the satan stuff a lot of the look ish mm -hmm. some of the look mm -hmm. he actually borrowed from his form, a former band of his called Sister, yes, which he was in with Blackie. I think I may have inadvertently at one point in one of our episodes said that Blackie was in London with him, but it was Sisters, so I made that mistake. I'm correcting it now. And he goes, hey, Blackie, I'm going to use some of this stuff. Obviously, Blackie Lawless, the singer of Wasp, 
So yeah, use whatever you want. So a lot of this stuff kind of came from that, what she was using. So he's kind of taking the best parts of all these other bands and all these projects these guys were in and kind of coming out with that Motley Crue mold at the other other end of the of the conveyor belt. Man, I love it, dude. Uh, let's see what else did he do. They toured with Ozzy Osbourne. That's right. Didn't they? Toured with Ozzy. And if you guys have ever seen The Dirt, yeah. then you kind of see some of the antics they were getting into. They could not get, you know, they would have to put down like $15,000 deposits just to get booked into a hotel room because it would always destroy it. Um, this is the track. What is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Red Hot. We'll talk about the song in a minute. Ooh, yeah. Um, did you know that there was a point where they actually talked about replacing McMars? Yes. And I didn't know that until today. I was kind of doing some, you know, sniffing around the net. They wanted someone younger. They wanted someone a little more professional, someone more like an Ingve, someone just more in what they thought they needed. And uh, Daisley, Bob Daisley, is that his name? Bob, yeah, Bob Daisley plays with Ozzy, plays bass, said, why break something that's not broke? That, don't fix it. There's nothing broken. Stay with Mick, dude. And they decided, they said, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll take yeah, your advice. They- and thank God they did. Thank God right? they did. Because they're not, they're not a Ingve, uh, Ingve Malmsteen style. style of band. No, dude. Yeah, and that guy could never work with anybody anyways, man. So yeah. imagine he if he did anything, it would have been like one or two songs, and then they would have been pissed off at each other and doing something. Ingve is Ingve. Let's just go. He's a great solo artist. When he had singers like Jeff Scott Soto, it was cool. But no, 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 that was it, man. So tell me about this, this uh, I song, find, man. Red Hot. I find this song to be sexual. Ooh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind yeah, of ooh, sexual ooh, ooh, innuendo. We talked about Motley being sexual. And they like, never really come out and say it like, uh, they, they're very innuendish when they're yeah. talking about that kind of stuff. For the most part, for the most part. Red Hot. Man, I, this is a not, this is, this is one of those first, it's not speed metal, but this is a first kind of, hey, let's turn up the, RPMs here, and uh, let's let's you know crank one out. And man, I love it, dude. Fits right in the, this this uh, album, Red Hot. Uh, Shout out the devil, love it. Let's go to the next song. A little slow down here. Track eight, too young to fall in love. You know the best thing about this was the video that came out to it. You know the MTV was giving them some rotation now. Okay, looks that kill came out. We got you. Now they did this. And I think they did it kind of like in a, a back alley of L.A., kind of like maybe in Chinatown or Koreatown. And, you know, it's meant, meant to look like that, where these guys are over-the-top superhero style. Mm-hmm. And you kind of got that a little bit, you know, like they're going to go out, they see a girl, they're going to they're gonna save her because now she got mixed in with, you know, a bad boss. And now they're going to come break her out and save her. Mm-hmm. And they don't, but they're still kind of fun, tongue-in-cheek type of stuff. They, you know, they're playing a little bit. They're walking around. I think they do the uh, one. Everybody does one stunt, you know. Yeah, dude, it's so thing. like it's so campy. The sound yeah. effects, whoosh, 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 you know, all the the fighting, the, the you know, like uh, some of those old kung fu movie yeah, situation. Like man, that, it's great. I know that music video was is very entertaining. And they're wearing the same getup they got from the looks that kill videos. Yes. So. Man, I, I love it. I dude. think one of the main things everybody too took from that too was they did the makeup. Uh, like some people in the concert would start to put the two lines on their cheek, mm-hmm. or they do like the Nikki, you know. Of course, there's the football thing, but or baseball, sports thing. 
And, you know, they put the lines under that. People would, oh, my God, why the crew? Yeah. Uh, whenever yeah. I see that, I think about Nikki Six. <laughs> I see the, 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 what is the black underneath the eye, yeah. man. That's great. That's good stuff. Yeah, and I love this song, dude. Um, they slowed it down just a little bit. Um, you know, it's the chorus is great. Um, too young to fall in love. We're too young to fall in love. We're we're going out to dominate the world. I don't have time for that shit. It's almost kind of what that it, yeah, it's kind of meaning. I don't know if that's what it means, but that's kind of what it's coming across to me. Is uh, I'm too young, too young to fall in love. I'm out having fun. I'm about to dominate the world. If you want to come, you know, around for a little bit of fun, that's fine. But I ain't gonna fall in love. So man, I love it. It's great stuff Woo. right here. Ready to go? Yeah. And you know, just talking about this crystal fast. Tommy's drumming, like we said, is the star of this album. Yeah. Not saying Nick didn't do his, his business. Vince singing, great. But to me, and I think you said it too, Tommy stepped up. Yeah, he did. So the drumming, the techniques. So like, you know, in his drumming style, he's a little more flipping on the, the, the drumsticks, a little more banging. No. Tommy was, to me, the star of this album. I could agree with you on that. Yeah, he definitely, from uh, their first album, Too Fast for Love, to Shout at the Devil, he definitely stepped up his plane. He brought it yeah. to a whole nother level. Absolutely. All right, let's go. All right. Yeah. Knock him dead, kid. So, so oh, go ahead. Synchronized <laughs> sows. Go ahead, dude. <laughs> Talk. Did you know that on the album, I'm sure you'll probably see it, this is dedicated to the LAPD. I did not see that on there. All right. So, I guess Nikki had an altercation oh, yeah, yeah. with... A member of Hell's Angels, and Nikki hit. He had a, a chain around his belt. He pulled it out, clocked one of these, clocked one of the guys in Hell's Angels, but he didn't know that he was an undercover detective or undercover mm-hmm. cop. Yeah. And later on, he got arrested for hitting an officer. Yeah. So and that's and, the inspiration. That's for, the inspiration for yeah. Knock a Dead Kid. Yeah. What yeah. were you gonna say earlier, man? That, that, that's. I was gonna tell the same story. That's great, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else to add to it. Yeah. Great song. Love it. I do got something else I can talk about. So, 1984, Monsters of Rock. Oh, okay, tour yeah. Tour with uh, Van Halen and ACDC. This is European because this wasn't Yeah, this is European. That. I think it was three dates total. Okay. Um, Eddie Van Halen, Vince Neil bites him. Malcolm Young gets bit by Tommy Lee. Fist fight between Tommy Lee and David Lee Roth. They're like, oh, these guys got to, we got to get them off. It's only a couple dates, but we don't want them. We, they got to get off. But this is, dude, Motley Crue is so popular at this point. It's like, how do you kick them off? You know what they did to solve the problem? At least this is the story. Yeah. How true this is. They had to come on. First thing when they got into town, they had to go to the backstage area, get in their trailer. As soon as they got done performing, they had to leave. Leave the grounds. You're gone. But here's the thing. When they got in that trailer, they got a huge crane, and however they did it, hoisted it up off the ground. So they couldn't leave. So they couldn't leave the trailer and cause mayhem and craziness. Dude, that's so insane. Did man. you did you also hear Doc McGee said he had a, he told each of the guys, I want a list of all mm-hmm. the shit you want. So if you want some beers, you want some food, you want a certain type of food, blah blah blah. So everything is in that trailer before we hoist it up and shit like yeah. that. You, you don't want like no five re- girls? You better bring them now. Yeah. Because nobody's leaving. Nobody's leaving. Knock him dead, kid. Let's go. You know, Chris, that that story is not 
seem um, Far, crazy far-fetched. Enough. Yeah, far-fetched <laughs> with that. Nah. You know, same thing with this one. Ten seconds to love. Sex. We're just going to say it off the bat. This is about sex, dude. Did you hear that the guy said that they actually had girls in the studio and they're fooling around with them and you can hear them do some of the sounds? Uh-uh. I never did. And I have headphones on, dude. And I've heard headphones, you know, a good hundred thousand times. I still didn't hear that, the girls. I think they were just bullshitting the record. I mean, the magazine. Maybe. Uh, uh, companies. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, we had that, too, in the sound of, like, I think the most famous one is Rocket Queen of Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Where they talk about, you know, oh, there was a girl there, and that was Steven Adler's girlfriend, and Axel banged her behind the, the desk or something. Yeah. And they had mics under there. Yeah. This doesn't sound like they did that, man, because, you know, Motley's originator. Yep. They're the first one that did that, if it's true. If it's true, which, <laughs> who knows, right? <laughs> who knows? And, you know, us talking about Motley like this, this definitely is right up their alley, talking about the boys, talking about the girls, talking about we're going to have sex, we're going to make it quick, make it fast, and, you know, as soon as I'm done, I'm out of town, baby. You know, I always used to say, and I still say, and I'm going to say, the trilogy of uh, Too Young to Fall in Love, Knock em Dead Kid, and 10 Seconds to Love, that three-song three stretch is one of the best three-song stretches of any album anywhere. Those three songs, I just... Boom, boom, boom. Just three great songs right in a row. Only one of them was released as a single, man. The other ones are, are, are deeper cuts on the album. And, Hell yeah. And some people don't even know them, man, but 10 Seconds to Love, man. I love it, dude. What's that mean? It, uh, <laughs> it's almost like Too Fast for Love. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, this is the second part, Too Fast for Love. Yeah. Either 10 seconds or you're going to fall in love with me quick or I don't know, dude. It can mean many things. My love is red hot. Yeah. Red hot. <laughs> this uh, album actually wasn't. It's kind of funny. Everybody talks about it now. It being one of the great metal albums of all time. And people debate, you know, which one's the best by Motley Crue. Um, it wasn't received as well as it's come to be kind of remembered as, you know, Rolling Stone, Village Voice. They kind of were like, eh, it's okay. Um, even by heavy metal standards, it's not a great album, so on and so forth. And uh, But now, man, I mean, yeah, I think Rolling Stone now has ranked it uh, 44th list of the greatest 100 metal albums of all time. I think it should be a little higher than that. But, man... I love it, dude. I but that's music critics, bro. I know, dude. I mean, I know. Chris, give us top 50 albums, heavy metal albums. Ours is definitely going to be different than the 50 that they give. You know, they're going to add Jethro Tull in there or something. Yeah. You know? We would be Tull. like, oh, yeah, Jethro Tull's not in here, dude. Yeah. The flute part? Yeah. <laughs> Seconds to love. I love the, uh, obviously, this is get a little back and forth with the audience here to show. Tommy's drumming is elite right here, dude. I love it. I wonder how many songs were left over from Too Fast Sessions to this album. I don't know. I don't think there was any, I don't think they really said, but, no. you know, the sound of Too Fast and the sound of Shout, definitely different. You know, like you said, uh, uh, a high-profile demo, and then you have this album, you're just like, and it sounds great. It just rocks. It just kicks ass and takes names, you know? Yeah, there's a couple you probably could have slotted in there, and, you know, they may have cut. But I don't see how any of these songs would have been cut from 
Too Fast for Love. Or excuse me, what did I say? Too fa- Yeah, Too Fast yeah. for Love. So, man. Uh, you ready to go to the last song? No. Well, you have no choice. No. <laughs> last no. song. Danger. So, really quick, let me run through this. Uh, Looks to Kill hit number 54. It was the second release from this album. All right, album. cool, cool. Third release was Too Young to Fall in Love. It hit number 90. Helter Skelter was also released, but it didn't chart anywhere. It didn't do shit. And Shout the Devil did hit number 30 on the mainstream rock airplay charts. There you go. Um, you did. Uh, we did mention earlier, uh, just briefly, Alistair Fien, and he is the character that they came up with. It was kind of their mascot. Correct. And he is credited with doing, in the beginning, the spoken word oh, part. They say I didn't that's Alistair that Fien. But do you know who was Alistair Fiend's spoken voice on that? No. This guy's name is Jeff Workman. And Jeff Workman was the engineer on the album. Oh, okay. And he'd worked with a lot of other bands and done a lot of other things. But he was he was the voice on In the Beginning, the part that I was talking over and Greg yelled at me. And then so well did his best Alistair Fiend impersonation. <laughs> After he got done yelling at me. There you go. Hey, you know, you know about this this real fist about this song? I think this was a story. Nikki came up with a story of coming to Hollywood, finding it, making it, and the dangers of Hollywood, L.A. Being, Spot on. Um, and that's what I think to me this story is. You know, you're in danger when the boys are in town. This is Hollywood. You know, almost a different style of Poison's Fallen Angel. Now we have Danger. You come to LA, you think you're gonna make it big. You're gonna find sex, drugs, or rock and roll. Or go back home and you're a different person from prostitution, drugs, and being drunk too much. I kind of almost see it as, uh, I see it the same, just a little bit different. I almost see it as like part one of like a saga that Wildside from the Girls, Girls, Girls album is like part uh, two. It's like Danger, and they got Wild Side. Wild Side gets a little more graphic in their description of things, but it's kind of that same vibe to me. Not musically, yeah. lyrically, idea, the stories Ideally. that they tell. Hey, Greg, I'm going to wrap it up right here from my end. This is the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg at Big Talk CG.podcast on TikTok, on Instagram, at Big Talk CG. On Twitter. Almost lost it there for a second. <laughs> Big Talk CG at gmail.com. And we are on YouTube and Facebook, The Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. One in the front, two in the back. Take them out, baby. You know why you almost lost it, dude? Why? Because this is Hollywood. That's right, buddy. Yeah. Don't forget, guys, we got our first, first giveaway. Get involved. We want to give this away to you. We really do. Go to the YouTube page. That's it, baby. Go to our channel. Subscribe. Like this video and comment. What's the name of the song? Looks to kill in the comment section. (laughs) We'll randomly pick two people. One each, baby. Take them out, Greg. Anyways, guys, this is Greg from the Big Talk Podcast. Chris and Greg, we love you. We love Motley Crue. So we're going to see you. Take care.